Hello and welcome to The Hunt Studio. My name is Hunter. This is another day, another podcast episode possibly. I say possibly as if I'm not going to take this audio and plug it into Anchor and then create a podcast and have it distribute among the other, you know, whatever. So, um, also, this one's going to be interesting a new little angle. Uh, this is actually going to be going on to YouTube. And funny thing is, it'll have zero video. It's probably going to be a black screen, nothing more, and just some good old, good old audio, if I can manage that. I'm sure I can, but I'm going to create it, make it a thing. So, let's talk about what's going on right now. Let's talk about the fact that I am in my car. As per usual with these uh, these types of videos that are substantially longer and just me talking through my thoughts, just kind of getting the hang of things and just trying to get a grip on reality. It's a whole playlist at this point. It's called Car Thoughts. And simply put, I'm sitting in my car. I have thoughts. There you go. Um, It originally started with car thoughts. I remember, I'm thinking back to 2019 when I was in the Army, getting ready to get out, and I was just kind of deciphering what is my life going to look like when I do get out? What am I going to do? You know, and it was a really short video. It was just like something I threw up on uh, onto YouTube. I threw it up there, and then did another one, and then I just happened to be in the car again. And so I did it like three or four times, and I was like, oh, I'm all the way in my car every time I do this because, I mean, it's kind of like the shower, really, for me. You know, you have, like, thoughts in the shower, and you have these thoughts, and unfortunately, for me, in the shower, it's like, they fade away so quickly. They really do. It's like you're in the shower, and you're just kind of there all by yourself. No social media there's no music going on for me, at least. There's no noise. It's the door shut and locked. I'm in there with my own thoughts, and I just get to think for a second, you know? And it's the same thing with the car is when I'm in here by myself, I get to... I don't like to listen to the radio while I'm in here. I, I totally can if I wanted to, but I choose not to simply because the, the the sound right now, what I'm getting is the sound of crickets, the sounds of the engine roaring, you know, when I'm moving, when I'm, I'm sitting down right now, I'm sitting still. But, I don't know, it's a good scenario, a good point of reference to come back to over and over again when I need to get out of my own head and get these things, get these thoughts into reality and document these things that, that either, you know, most of the time when I'm talking, it's like stuff I'm struggling with, stuff I'm like just kind of dealing with on the random, on the... Just on the daily. And uh, this approach actually is really... hmm, I'm trying to say a whole lot in a little bit of time. But everyone knows that I'm going to make another video. I'm going to make another like piece of content. So I don't have to say everything in this episode. I can say nothing. And it'll be fine. But here, what I'm going to say is that this, like, 
being in the car is kind of therapeutic for me. All the way to the point that right now I'm, I'm just kind of dealing with some things. Dealing with, um, really dealing with some seasonal depression right now. Really dealing with uh, just some garbage that I'd rather not be dealing with, to be honest. And, uh, well, I took it upon myself and started staying in my car. I'm not homeless or anything, you know. My wife is in the apartment right now as we speak. My wife and my kid are in the apartment. And, uh, yeah, your boy is... I get off of work, pretty much. I just got off of work around 4.30 or so. It is currently... I think it's like 6.30. I took some time to find me a little spot to camp out in. I'm under a bridge right next to a river. Uh, like I'm, I'm talking like I'm on the sand bank of the river. I'm staying the night here sitting here in the car it's really cool um so yeah i'll wake up brush my teeth and drive like five ten minutes over to work whereas my house my my apartment is more like 30 minutes away so i'm in town in the town where i work and i'm staying here and it just kind of allows me to break away from the daily you know what I mean? Like, I, I break away from reality for a second. And, you know, like, uh, I don't want my kid to look back on this and go, dang, I was just like, my dad hated my guts or whatever. But every parent that has a child and has, you know, whatever, you know good and dang well that, like, Crap's tough sometimes. It's tough. It's tough. Like, um, we had a kid at a relatively young age. I was like 22 when he was born. And at that time, before, you know, when he got, when Nikki got pregnant, I, we hadn't even really accomplished anything. We hadn't really done anything of value, really, except each other. So, <laughs> uh, we just don't. I don't know. It just, it, and so now, like, I'm looking at it now, and I got this spark. I got this inspiration. I got this jolt of, let's do something with your life while you're young, while you have availability. You know what I mean? And oftentimes, parenting uh, kind of contradicts what I'm trying to do. Being a parent, uh, and I'm not talking about like running off and partying and whatnot, 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 but like, building something sometimes I have to take being a parent being a father being an inspiration to my tiny little boy is more important than building a whatever than sitting down and drawing than whatever whatever you know like then interacting with people on social media it, it really is more important um, and sometimes unfortunately I get kind of caught up in what is really actually important. I, I kind of get confused. I get not confused, but I stray away from my priorities, which is indeed it's, it's family first. And with a toddler, with a three-year-old, it's, it's more so like it's so enhanced because he's such a, he's such a sponge right now. He just needs, you know, he's overly willing to just accept whatever's thrown at him and, and use this inspiration and it would be irresponsible of me to just kind of 
uh, disappear or not be there when I need to be. Because, um, I mean, a big thing for me is when my mom passed away in 2002, I was six years old and I needed her. And she was not there. And, you know, it it hurt. It just did. It hurt. Um, and so for Asher, I want to provide something that I wasn't, I didn't receive with my, with my mom. And, you know, of course my dad stayed gone a lot and he showed up whenever it was like, it really mattered, like to a football game or a baseball game or any kind of sport event, sporting event, especially in like, I mean, all the way up really. I, I never had to worry about my dad, whether or not he'd be showing up. And I also never had to worry about whether or not my dad would be sober. The answer was yes, and yes, he would be there. Yes, he would be sober. Yes, he would be there. Because, um, I don't know, he just he was a great father figure in the fact that he was there. He just showed up, and he, you know, unconditionally he was there. And he had a big-ass smile on his face while I did my thing, you know? It was all about me. And, you know, I have siblings as well, so he got enjoyment out of going to the ball fields and... Sometimes being the coach when he could. It was just, it was a good time. And I want to provide that same thing for Asher, my kid. Um, and I find myself struggling because this is the part where I don't really care for the standard. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure myself out. Like, I enjoy health and fitness. I enjoy being in shape. I enjoy being strong. I enjoy being happy and motivated and, and, and physically appealing. Um, but I don't care for sports very much anymore. And, but here's the uh, ironic thing is that because of sports, I fell in love with health and fitness and, and eating chicken and rice over pizza in types, you know, things like that is like, I, thanks to my dad exposing me to that, I kind of took it and ran with it in, in the way that I want to. And I think I just solved that in my head, in my nog, without... See, this is what this is for. I'm sitting here talking, sitting here bringing my thoughts to life, and the answer is simple. Is, is Yeah, I, my dad introduced me to what he found value in. He loved baseball. He loves football. And he introduced me, these things to him, to me. And it brought us together. You know, it, it wasn't fun all the time. It was rarely fun when it was hard, you know, but doing these sports is... It brought me and my dad together because I could always count on him being there. And I could always count on it was me and him. You know, and that's special to me. That's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life is the fact that my dad showed up when it really, really, really mattered. And thus lies the, uh, not the issue, but where do I stand with this is like, I don't, I'm not overly motivated to show him baseball and football but I feel like I'm going to deprive him if I don't I don't know I, I I feel the obligation to do so I feel obligated to do so because I was grateful and I'm thankful for what my dad did for me so I feel inherently I should do the same thing for my son but again, it's translatable into how, what, what do I see value in? And I'm going to show it to him. You know, I don't care. I'm going to show it to him. 
And well, that's the thing is I'm learning. Like I love health and fitness. Um, how do you teach a four-year-old to love calisthenics the way you do and show him how to appreciate push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups and stuff? I take all this back. I'm taking this back because uh, I'll be on the floor in the in the living room all by myself, you know, with me, just my shorts on and, like, no shirt and whatever, and I'll be doing push-ups or sit-ups or crunches or whatever, whatever on the floor, and then Asher will see me. And he'll stop whatever the heck he is doing. And he'll get on the floor. And his three-year-old little body, he'll go, It's my turn, Daddy. And he'll start doing little baby push-ups. He'll start doing little bicycles. And start doing little crunches. And so I am lying to myself right now. I've been lying to myself that when I say I have to do the exact same thing for my son that my dad did for me. Nope. No, no, no. That's not the answer. It's... it's what do I care about? I can show him that. And he can take that and translate that however he sees fit. You know, like, if you look at my dad and ask my dad, he actually does not agree with the way I work out. He does not agree with the way I eat my food. But he showed me, he kind of like, he showed me, he introduced me to that lifestyle but I took it and ran with it as I saw fit, as I wanted to. And so my my son doesn't have to. The chances are he's not going to take on the same things that I did. You know, chances are, what do you, I'll put it this way. When I was young, when I was a kid, and I'm too young to play ball myself, I was watching my dad play softball, and he wore the number 17. And in reality... This jersey was just something that he was, it was handed to him. Just a number. Just a whatever. He was part of a team, and that's one of the numbers. They just handed him a jersey with a, with a number on it. That's not how I saw it, though. I saw this just a number as, now this is my personal number, the number 17. That's my personal number. That's my sports number. That's my football number, my baseball number, my, it, it's, it was attached to my, uh, the number was attached to my letterman jacket from high school. But I've never actually worn that, that jacket in public. So I ripped all the, all the patches off of it and got rid of the jacket and kept the patches and like sewed one of them to my, the number 17 patch. I sewed it to my denim jacket. And now I wear it all the time. And so that's, you know, like my dad didn't care about the number 17. But I took that... When I was, uh-oh, uh-oh, when I was a kid, I took that and ran with it, and, you know, it's just, I, I took that, before I even understood what the heck I'm even talking about, I just saw my dad in that uniform, and I said, I'll do that, I'm, that's my number, that's now mine, because I want to be just like my dad, I want to be, you know, like that exposure that I got from my dad immediately wanted the same thing. I wanted the number. I wanted the sport. I wanted the this and that. And so my son is going to be exposed to me doing my thing, things that I love and enjoy, but it's up to him and he will inherently translate all of these things for himself. 
And I mean, what am I worried about, man? What am I over here stressing over? What am I doing? What am I doing? Like this is the thing. This is this is the reason you're you're feel you're getting this live. This is me live trying to sort out the things that I'm just dealing with, like the bullshit in my life and the like the things that go on in my head that only I can come up with the answer with. I'm just kind of taking you along, you know what I mean? So this is like a perfect prime example of what the heck I'm talking about. You know? And so And the way I'm, okay, so to retract, I'm able to do this. I'm able to think like this. I'm able to talk my little thoughts out, you know, is, is because I'm by myself right now. And for a while there, I felt so obligated to just stay present constantly, you know, never to take a break, to always be there, just like my dad was for me. But here's the reality of the situation. He wasn't. He was there, and that was awesome. But I don't remember the times where, like, he was gone for months and months and months at a time when I was a kid. I barely remember that. And sometimes the only reason I remember is because somebody told me. And I don't even think those memories are mine. It's just I remember somebody telling me that, oh, your dad stayed gone for months at a time because he was working. So, and here I am as an adult thanking God that my dad was there. Thanking my dad, like, how can I ever repay you for just being there, being present? Holy crap, you know? Like, so that's that's all I can ask for. And so I'm here justifying the fact that I'm over here taking some time to myself to sort out my thoughts, to identify what I care about, to really to just be at peace with myself. This is okay, what I'm doing right now. I'm by myself. I'm under a bridge of of some river, you know, like, and I'm, I'm loving every second of it. I'm, I need this. This is something I need desperately for some clarity, you know what I mean? And so I'm going to be able to, like, the reason I like this, the reason this is, this is an asset to my life and my well-being is that I can take this knowledge and this, this pre, this sorted out stuff in my head and I can take that back to my family and I can be in a good mood when previously I'm, I wasn't. And that's a big one for my wife is like, you know, she'll just be, she just wants me to be in a good mood. She wants me to, she wants to enjoy my time that we get together. And, and sometimes she can't because I'm just being grouchy because I've swamped my own head with a bunch of crap, just like I'm talking about just now. And you know, none of that crap matters. It, it doesn't matter. I'm over here stressing out and there's no need to stress. And it deprives me of experiences that if I wasn't stressed out, I would be able to appreciate a lot more. And so it's a, it's a thing. So in addition to this, um, also I'm sitting here drawing. I'm sitting here drawing in my car. Uh-oh, the lights just went off. So I have to crank the car. I have to put the key in. And then turn it off. And the light will come back on. Um, my original plan whenever I popped this microphone on was to be like, yo, I'm just going to describe what I'm drawing and you're going to guess it. You know, like maybe it'll match up with whatever. 
I don't know if I'm going to do that. I might take a picture of it and overlay it on top of that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea. Um, but this, this for me is absolutely necessary. This, uh, escape, this, um, I'm venturing away from my daily routine. I'm taking a minute to live. Like I'm staying the night here. I don't know if I've made this apparent or not. I, I don't know if this is clear information, but I'm staying the night under this bridge in my car on a cot all by myself and happy doing so and i need this you know um and actually i got the inspiration the desire to do it was like it's inspired by a lot of different things um the military mostly i got a little tiny taste of what it's like while i was deployed in iraq to be alone and be able to think through your thoughts and like have like find success and happiness within yourself and just like Oh man, I I learned so much there about myself, and I'm so proud of what I did. And I'm, I've been able, been fighting it a little bit, but I'm, I'm figuring out how to apply those learnings to everyday civilian life. Um, so I'm learning. It's a learning experience. Um, also, another, the most recent inspiration for this was to uh, was Matthew McConaughey. Um, he and well, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, interviewed Matthew McConaughey and uh, was talking about his book, Matthew's book, and he spoke on how he writes it or how he went about writing it is that he went out in the middle of nowhere, no phone, no service, no nothing, just himself, and he has been journaling for years and years, like 30 years, 40 years, something like that, lots of years. He's kept up a journal, and so he took all of his journals and a bottle of booze and went out into the wilderness and reviewed his feelings and emotions and things over the years and just, just referring back to this journal and then using that as reference, wrote a book based around his, um, based around his experiences over the last several decades, um, which is very, very cool, very inspiring, for multiple reasons. Number one is like, I've been keeping a journal since 2017, since I got back from Iraq. I, well, no, no, no. I started when I was in Iraq. I started, okay, so a little bit further back is I started in high school, and I, I wrote, but I was just, I wouldn't shut the hell up about some girl. Like, I wouldn't stop writing about some damn girl. So that doesn't even really count. I don't really count that part. It's just like, oh, I'm so in love and I can't believe she won't talk to me. And oh my God, it's like, uh, it's torturous. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when I got to Iraq, uh, I brought a journal along with me. And my goal was to fill it up. Every single page was going to be documenting this, this experience. This world-changing, life-altering experience. I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be big. I knew it was going to be life-altering. I didn't know exactly what it was going to do, but I knew I wanted to remember. I wanted to document. I wanted to, I wanted to experience it fully. So I brought a sketchbook. I brought a journal. I brought just a small handful of things because I had, I had, my goals were to get in the best shape of my life, to save a whole bunch of money, and to become self-aware. Just, just 
learn about myself more about myself than I ever thought imaginable. And so I did. I went out there and I did. And so I understand the power of being alone, being by yourself, filtering through your thoughts. And on a very, not an occasional basis when you like go mental and go insane and go psycho, I'm talking like very consistently. For me, I got to experience that nine months Nine months of that, of nothing but just self. Like, yes, of course, I was in, I was deployed, and I have to be self-aware. I had to be aware of my surroundings. I was in danger. But most of my time there was spent on me. I am about to, I'm about to become the best version of myself that I can in these nine months. And from my learnings, I can take it, I can take these teachings that I learned from myself and I can apply this to the rest of my life. And those were my thoughts going into this deployment in 2017. And I did. And oh my god, this I started that deployment in October of 2017. Came back in June of 18. So it's been three years since I left for deployment. At this point, three years ago, I was, I was deployed and I had been for a month or so. Very cool. Very, very cool. So, but anyway, I, that's what I'm doing today. I'm copy-paste my experience, copy and paste this, uh, this life that I desire. And, and something really cool and unique about this is that my wife is on board with it. And that was hard, that was tough to explain to her, fresh out of deployment. You know, like, that was hard to come back home and go, yo, I need to actually be alone for like almost a year. <laughs> You know, being freshly married, that didn't go over too well with her. You know, I'm, I'm, but now she's, she's grasping, she's understanding what it means to trust, or we both are, to trust and to, and to you know, because I'm not going to run off. She's always been, I'm not going to say that. I have given her every reason to be concerned about what I'm going to actually be doing when I leave. And I'm going to leave it as simple and basic as that. But now we have gotten to the point where we trust each other. And I'm not lying to her whenever I say, I need to get away so that I can spend some time alone so that I can like rest, recoup, you know, uh, build something. You know, like I'm trying to grow my my uh, social media presence, I'm trying to grow my my personal brand as an artist, as a human being. Um, and I sometimes it's hard to do that with, with a three-year-old. And it's, you know, being a family man, being like, I have all these responsibilities, go to work, do this thing, and come home, and, and I, got, I got all these responsibilities at the house before I can even begin thinking about, you know, posting a piece of content or sitting down and drawing, for God's sakes. And it's very tough. It's very, very hard. Whoever, whoever makes it seem like it's easy on social media, they're freaking liars. They don't expose enough of the real freaking world about what it's like to, you know, especially at the beginning. You know, like, like when I have to do this 9 to 5 to supply food and shelter for myself and my family. And then also meet the demands 
of my family, spend actual time with them, and build a business, build a brand, build a, you know, take the time to do something of value every single day outside of your family and outside of your nine to five. That is not easy. Why do people make it seem like it's peaches and freaking cream? And on top of that, why don't people talk about this part enough? Why don't they talk about the fact that this crap is hard? It's hard. It's so freaking hard. Being passionate about something, but having so many other prior obligations. And don't get me started on debt, like like finances and stuff. Don't even get me started on that part. It's just so many things wrapped around, you know, it's almost like someone out there doesn't want you to do this or something out there doesn't want you to become successful. They put every obstacle in your way so that you will try to quit. I feel like that's a pretty good end, way to end this, uh, this little spill. It's almost 30 minutes long, and I think it's about time to wrap up anyway. <sighs> I've been drawing here for... I mean, I've been scribbling away kind of mindlessly in my sketchbook. Um, just kind of stacking lines on top of each other and making them really detailed, really pretty. That's my thing. It's what I do. I, I draw. You know, I'm, I'm an artist. And uh, I want to end with the fact that I am trying... What I'm trying to build. I'm over here talking about I, it's hard to build... What am I trying to build? I'm trying to create a community of people, a band of people who are creative in nature, or even if you're not, I want to bring people together through and create creative endeavors, if that makes sense. So basically, at first it was, it started in 2020. Uh, my goal was to collaborate with 20 different artists, and I thought that was going to be I draw on half of this paper and you draw on the other half of the paper and we've got us as a collaboration. And I have done that. And I've done that multiple times with multiple different people over the course of the last two years. I didn't even consider the fact that if someone asked if they can take a picture of you and during that event you'd both exchange your stories and talk and just have a good bonding moment through someone else's creative endeavor, that's a collaboration. You sat there and looked pretty for the camera and allowed someone to hear your story. And you, in turn, heard their story. And that's what it's all about for me. That's why I started. I want to bring these people out of the woodworks or discover new artists, these upcoming and, and shining artists, these people who are doing creative stuff. Just, I want... I want to bring out these these shy people in out into the world if they, you know, they want to be seen but they're too scared to do it. I want to show you that you can do it. You can. All you have to do is post it and who cares about what they think of you? That's all you got to do. Number 2, there are people out there, you know, you never know. You never know what happens. Like one thing could lead to another, could lead to another, could lead to another. All of a sudden, you don't have to work your 9 to 5. All of a sudden, art is your main goal. Or doing something creative is your is your huge, like, your break. And you're, you're, you're do, now doing this full time rather than just doing whatever anybody else tells you to do. So, 
the eventually my goal my ultimate goal is to uh, become an artist full-time I'm a I'm a drawer I like to draw on pencil and with pencil and paper pen and paper and through my storytelling through my my creative process through my ups and downs and through my collaborations through everything anything and everything that I choose to share is going to lead up to the final objective well the current objective of becoming a self-employed artist that's the goal and if you would like to follow this journey um, and you are creative or if you aren't creative and you want to be start start you know like reach out to me dm me just say something hey what's up i i got inspired by you and or whatever i i felt your message and i want to do this i i i do this like let me know in the comments or somewhere that you know you can feel free to dm me on instagram at the hunt studio one seven feel free to dm me on instagram and tell me yo this is what i do for my creativity or yo this is what i want to do for something my creative endeavor or yo let's collaborate you know whatever whatever you know um i don't know i, I just i am learning how to have fun with the process of learning how to have fun with the process of suffer not suffering but like struggling and not figuring it out and and losing and and getting through these creative humps and these life humps and you know that's what kind of what life's all about is like you you're put through these situations these scenarios because you can overcome them you're not going to be put into something that you just can't possibly get out of you can get out of it you can and you will you just have to be persistent you have to be strong you have to be capable and you are and I'm going to end with that. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to keep drawing. <sighs> I'm going to have fun with this. Um, yep. Feel free to subscribe, like, do the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing. Feel free to support. I have a website now, thehuntstudioart.com. Thehuntstudioart.com. And I'm working on something. I'm, I got a shop open up there. I'm thinking about doing a gallery, thinking about doing a blog, thinking about whatever. It's it's in its infancy. I'm, I'm building that. And I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure that out. But in the meantime, see you guys next episode. Peace. I love you. Thanks. The Hunt Studio. Goodbye. <laughs>